and Hound podcast. Hello and welcome to the Horse and Hound podcast. I'm Pippa Rim, magazine editor here at Horse and Hound. Well, I hope everyone is doing well. I've been ramping up my running in preparation for running the Royal Parks Half Marathon in October. And I'm actually really looking forward to this week because I'm going to get a week off because it's burly and I don't think you should have to sort of train for a half marathon while also reporting at a five star. So uh, looking forward to burly for lots of reasons, including having a quieter week on the running front. We're going to start this podcast by looking back at Blair Castle Horse Trials. It's always a really great event for horse sport in Scotland and I'll be joined by my colleague Becky Murray to review it. It's a huge event on the Scottish calendar and you know the calibre of riders and horses we see there speaks for itself on how much riders rate it. We'll then flip over into the show ring and I'll talk to our showing editor Alex Robinson about the British Show Pony Society Championships, which also happened last weekend, and all the big winners there. The biggest feast for the eyes is the Desert Orchid Working Hunter Competition, which is kind of known as the Hickstead Derby for ponies, um, just because of all the challenges that's in there. So slip on your bridle and let's get started. So I'm joined now by my colleague Becky Murray, who is up at the Land Rover Blair Castle Horse Trials last weekend, reporting and following all the action. How was it, Becky? It was a wonderful weekend. It's no secret how much I love Blair. I've went for years as a spectator and reporting there makes for a very exciting weekend. I think it's a huge event on the Scottish calendar and, you know, the calibre of riders and horses we see there speaks for itself on how much riders rate it. Yeah, definitely. And it's an event that's very close to my heart as well. I've uh, ridden there a couple of times in uh, what used to be the uh, what used to be the one star is now the long format two star um, and did my very first three day event there a very long time ago <laughs> and have been there reported a few times as well and uh, we'll talk a little later about how valuable that event is in the calendar and what it means to the riders but let's start by talking about some winners so we had a British rider British Olympian um, who really dominated with two wins in long format classes kick us off Becky by telling us about about that Yes, well, it was very much Tom McEwen's weekend. Um, he won the four-star long on Luna Mist. Um, she's having a brilliant few weeks. She was crowned British Intermediate Champion at Gatcombe just recently. And funnily enough, Tom said this maybe made her a bit too keen at times across country at Blair, and he had to do a little bit of work to settle, um, set, settle her down, he said. The course was tough. Tom said it was a proper four-star test, and there was lots of combination fences. And, of course, Blair's famous for the hills, and Tom sort of said these are like an extra fence in themselves. Yeah, and actually no horses made the time across country in that class. Uh, Tom had two time faults and uh, Oliver Townend, who was second on Cooley Rosalind, had 1.2 time faults. He led the dressage, but actually managed to come second despite breaking a frangible across country with that, that very promising grey mare, Cooley Rosalind. Um, I feel like this was a bit, uh, it feels like a bit reminiscent of Gatcombe as the Tom and Oliver show uh, fighting out in a few of the classes, uh, Becky. Yes, that's it. And about Cooley Rosalind, was brilliant and actually both Tom and Oliver said both Luna and Cooley Rosalind are five-star horses for the future which is really exciting. 
Yeah, definitely two really exciting mares there and obviously both mares um, who uh, we'll really look forward to seeing at five star, maybe even next year. Um, Tom also won the three star long, didn't he, Becky? Yes, he was riding the very smart Brookfield Cavalier Cruise, um, who is known as Fletcher. And they had a 22.9 dressage that no one could top. He scored some nines and it was really a very smart test. And uh, finished on that uh, leading dressage score and therefore finished quite a long way, nearly eight penalties, more than eight penalties, in fact, ahead of Sam Eckroyd, who was second with Withington. Let's just hear from Tom briefly talking about Blair and, uh, and how it is to ride there with these promising young horses. Uh, number one is the most beautiful place. Uh, obviously, we're now later in the evening and people are starting to go home. But I mean, from Thursday till today it's been round full of people the horses have experienced atmosphere and dressage which is one thing that people never get it's been absolutely round on cross country country course which has been uh, great fun to ride in front of and show jumping set it's been full round the whole of the outside so that and the train and tracks and the incredible ground is um, definitely what makes it appealing and yeah if you want to come find a bit more out about your horses and actually test them it's, it's definitely a place to come yeah well great to hear there from uh from Tom and I think that you spoke to Sam as well Becky and uh, we can also hear from Sam talking a little bit about his final show jumping round particularly. I mean I've always really enjoyed jumping here at Blair I've had good rounds every time I've come it feels like a big competition when you're in there the, the track rides like you're at a big competition um, and they build it big but I'd say it's very fair I think the amount of clears to fault ratio that they had today was very good as sort of what you're after and it rode just good like a proper international track and wills oakden ended up third in that class with cooley pot of gold but we'll be talking a little about wills later on because he also had a win during the course of the week but uh, i think that wraps up the sort of two long format classes which tom was the winner of the four star short is always an interesting class here because although in a way you would think that the four star long is the flagship class the short tends to actually get more entries and maybe be slightly more competitive and that was the case this time they had a, a bigger field in that and uh, it looks like it was a really Really strong and exciting class, Becky. Yes, it was. Um, Oliver was leading after the dressage on his Tokyo Ride Balmore class. But of course, they have been selected for the World Eventing Championships. So they were using this as preparation for that. So they had a super clear, but weren't chasing that clock. Um, it was overnight second place rider, Astia Nicholas, who won the class with the lovely grey Babylon de Gama. I was speaking to him after his dressage and actually he did say he wasn't entirely sure how the horse's fitness was going to be on the hills because he had hoof surgery in the winter and had missed most of the season. But he flew round um, a very technical track. There was a lot of problems, particularly at the combination fences. There was this fence where you went up a bank, a very steep bank, and jumped a very narrow wooden seal. And then you went on to two brush fences, and that was one that really caught people out just towards the end of the course. Mm. And uh, really interesting to see that horse. I hadn't clocked that he'd been out of action in the spring season, but he's a, a lovely horse who uh, I remember winning this class at Blair back in 2019. And he went to Maryland last year to the inaugural five-star, US five-star in the autumn there and was 10th. And um, yeah, so, so really good to see him back out. And hoof surgery is not something that I'm that familiar with, but it sounds like a quite a serious thing for a horse to have to to come back from so really good to see him back and I think we can hear briefly from Astier too. 
I love it here. The atmosphere is great, very friendly, uh, very authentic too. And uh, couldn't get better landscape, to be honest. And the ground, obviously, is uh, second to none. You know, you, you don't find this anywhere else in August. And it's a pleasure to ride on this because it's uh, the best I've ridden even in the spring. I didn't find such good quality ground. So. Mm. And uh, I think riders particularly appreciating the ground up at Blair in this dry year when uh, it's been firm in a lot of places further south. So Oliver actually ended up second in that class on As Is, who uh, is entered for Burley this week. At the, at the time of recording, we're not entirely sure still who Oliver's going to ride at Burley. He's still got five horses in the draw and he can only ride three of them. So we'll see how that how that pans out. But that he's certainly another exciting horse coming through for Oliver, another grey. And Tom McEwen third again there. Becky. Yes, with Brookfield Quality, who people will remember was previously ridden by Piggy March. And Tom had a great ground on him and he spoke very highly of sort of Piggy and what she's done for the horse. But so it was great to see them in third place there. Mm, and that's a very amicable move of the horse across. Tom and Piggy both work for the Brookfield team, those owners consisting of Alison Swinburne, John and Chloe Perry. And uh, I think Piggy sort of said after Bramham that she felt maybe the horse didn't quite suit her and he might go better for a man. And she didn't want to hold him back from his chance to be a five-star horse, potentially. So uh, it made sense for Tom to have a go and, and see if he could get a slightly different tune out of him, although Piggy had been very successful with the horse. So interesting to see that happening in those two riders amicably swapping horses around and, uh, and and seeing what results they can get. So Astier, Oliver, Tom are top three in the four-star short section. Moving on to the two-star long, this is where we're going to talk a bit more about Wills, Becky. Yes, Wills Oakton won this class on Keep It Cooley. Um, they had a superb clear show jumping round, a really sort of classy round. They had been second um, going into the show jumping, but the overnight leader, Lucinda Atkinson, knocked um, the p uh, planks down. Um, that mare was getting a little bit exuberant, it looked at times, but um, Will really delivered and he was really thrilled for the horse. Mm, well, let's hear a little more from Will's talking about uh, Keep It Cooley and uh, his ride in that two-star long section. Ah, oh, brilliant. You know, it's a horse we have a lot of belief in, a um, horse that we absolutely love and... Uh, you know, we came here wanting to be super competitive. We came here thinking we could be super competitive, you know, without saying we were going to come up and win. You never know, but we, we wanted to be as close as we possibly could. And, you know, he's just proven what a, what a good talent he is. So hopefully that will continue to shine through as he goes on up through the grades. So uh, a Ramiro B son there winning for Wills in that two-star long class, keep it cooly. And you mentioned earlier Lucinda Atkinson and twice proved to uh, drop down to fifth in that final show jumping section with a single rail down, Becky. But I think that was a mare who really caught your eye during the week. Yes, she was lovely. A nice little grey, um, quite little and compact and lovely to look at. And she tried her heart out in that cross-country course. Um, they came clear, home clear inside the time. Lucinda said she had a couple of green moments, but, you know, she's six years old. And it was funny, I was chatting to Lucinda about her and she's known as Missy at home. And I think one of my favourite quotes from my rider at the weekend was that she is sassy but professional. And I love that in a mare and I think it's going to be really exciting to watch this one as she progresses. Mm, definitely. Well, uh, one to keep an eye on there. And that uh, two-star long was a massive section. There were 67 finishes as well as a, a good number who actually didn't even complete the course. So uh, well done to Wills and everybody who was uh, who was placed at the top of that class. So finally, looking at those classes, there were two one-star sections. Tell us briefly, Becky, who were the winners there? 
Amelia England won the Section E with Aluna, who is actually a former ride of Wills Oakden. And then Maya Fleming won Section F with her own Candyman Lenorth, um, and that was the pair's first ever one star. Oh, great. Well, good to see that sort of introductory level to the international sport being really popular in Britain. It's a level that hasn't actually even existed for that long. Um, but there were huge entries in those couple of sections. So people obviously really keen to get the international experience up at Blair. Um, and on that note, Becky, we've heard about it a couple of times from from riders already in the clips that we've heard. But I think you had some good conversations during the week about what a valuable event Blair is and why riders like to come here. Tell us a little more about that. Yes, well, I think as we mentioned a few times throughout this that, you know, Blair has these huge hills. And, you know, if you've been to Blair, you'll know you'll know them very well. And Blair is an endurance test. They're has been a lot of chat recently about the standard cross country and where it's going. Ian Stark has touched on this in the past and Pippa Funnel and Piggy March. So I spoke to Tom and Oliver about what they thought about the standard at Blair, certainly. And they really rate this event as somewhere to bring horses for education. Oliver said that you can bring a horse here thinking you have a superstar and leave knowing you don't. And he said that's exactly what a four star long should be. Mm. Well, I think we can hear again a little more from Tom on that topic. In this clip, he starts off talking about the four-star short course and then uh, talks a little more generally about Blair. It's a proper track anyway. There's plenty of questions, but then you've obviously got the train as well. Uh, and I think for the last few years, a lot of us haven't really been riding proper tracks and, and people have come here to find a few things out. And there's no real easy ways out where things are difficult. They are difficult and that is you've got to try it. And if not, there is an alternative somewhere. But yeah, uh, nothing here is impossible, but at the same time, there's, there's plenty to be done. Uh, it's fantastic for Blair to have so many riders and, and entries. I know in the laps of the gods, the ground's amazing this year, but it always is very good. And it shows what a show it is. And, and actually, for development of these horses, it's a, it's a proper, proper four-star test for them. And actually, I know that um, Alec Lahore, the event director and course designer, mentioned when you spoke to him, Becky, about... Blair's record in turning out horses who've gone on to be successful at the top level and um, I'm just looking actually at the results from the four star long last year and the top three horses True Blue 2 with Rosie Fry, Top Spin with Alice Caspin and Global Fish and M with Lauren Innes all actually went round badminton this uh, this spring and completed really well Top Spin particularly obviously caught the eye with uh, with young Alice and uh, goes forward to, to Burley next week and we're looking forward to seeing her there another one that I can remember going well there is Wesco who went on to be a five star winner and uh, placed several times at five star with Tim Price also a former winner of the four star long at Blair it would be really interesting to go back through and uh, turn out all those four star long winners and uh, trace what happened to them but uh, certainly it's an event that while there might be a small field in that four star long class the course is as tough as any four star long anywhere mm, absolutely well, Becky, thank you so much for joining me today and uh, giving us all that news from Blair. And I'm glad you had a good, good weekend up there in the Scottish Hills. And uh, it's great to catch up with you and um, hear all about it. Thanks, Pippa. Throughout the year, Horse and Hound sends reporters out to all the biggest events in the equestrian calendar to cover the action for our weekly magazine and our website at horseandhound.co.uk. The coverage we bring you on these two platforms is different. The weekly magazine provides your comprehensive curated roundup. We reflect back on the big wins and analyse all the results with insight from our team and experts in the industry. 
Meanwhile, on our website, we bring you the news as it happens. We speak to the riders as they leave the arena and report their thoughts in lightning quick time, covering all the biggest stories as they unfold and often producing 10 or more stories every day online from a big show. The first five articles you read on our website are free each month and beyond that you need to buy a subscription. The cost of this reflects the fact that we need a bigger team at events when we are creating extra articles on our website and not only producing a magazine report. To buy a Horse and Hound website subscription, visit horseandhound.co.uk and click subscribe or for great value, in the same place you can buy a combined magazine and website subscription. We know that magazine subscribers are our most loyal audience and we really value your ongoing and vital contribution to our business. Therefore, if you are already a magazine subscriber, the cost to upgrade your subscription to include full website access is minimal. Call 0330 to find out more. So we are now going to talk about the British Show Pony Society Championships at Arena UK last weekend. And I'm joined for this by my colleague, Alex Robinson, Horse and Hounds showing editor. Alex, I had a quick look through uh, your report pages that are in this week's magazine. It looks like it was a great show, lots of uh, lots of entries and lots of good winners. Yeah, no, it was a, a fantastic, fantastic show. It ran from um, the Tuesday through to the Saturday, so they added a, an extra day this year. And yeah, it was, I mean, entries were up um, kind of to pre-COVID numbers, which was great. And yeah, some really beautiful ponies forwards and a very happy competitors, I believe. Great. Well, let's start with the big one. Who won the Supreme? Um, yeah, so the overall Supreme was a lovely lead range show pony, um, Der Dream Boy, uh, presented by the Knipe family who are from Cumbria. Um, so Millie Knipe was riding. She is just a five-year-old jockey and Pony, who's known as Dave at home, is also five. And they were shown by their father, James Knipe, who is a farrier. So it was a real family affair. Uh, Vivian Appel judged the Supreme and her comment was it was a lovely champion, full of presence and manners. And I actually managed to catch video of um this trio and it was absolutely stunning picture um yeah so that was the the supreme winner that's interesting becky just talking about that supreme being a lead rein obviously i know we've had a hoys supreme prony in the past being a lead rein in thistledown van der vaart back in 2017 maybe more mm. than once but i remember that one in living memory is that unusual to have a lead lead rein pony sort of go through the card like that or does it happen quite frequently yeah, it does really. And I think when it's a really nice picture, you know, you've got the, the perfect little jockey on a really well presented pony. It it really can catch your eye. And these handlers are really amazing at kind of showing off the pony's manners. I mean, obviously you're limited as, a, as in you're only performing in the walk and the trot paces where the other compat- competitors can utilise the canter and the gallop. But when it's done nicely and everything's balanced and smooth and, you know, you know, you introduce halts into the performance and show them manners it's a really really cute picture and the pony I've seen him in the flesh before he was champion at Royal Cheshire this year um, where he qualified for Horse of the Year show and he's a really really exquisite little pony but yeah no lead reins really you know regularly do go through the card and, and take those titles I guess it just depends on on what the judge is looking for if they want that you know the cute factor or you know they're going for something a bit bolder and a bit bigger um yeah Mm, interesting to get your, your take on that. And who were, we're not going to talk about all the winners because obviously there were so many, so mm-hmm. many classes and uh, we discussed that on our, on our preview a couple of weeks ago. But who were the other standout winners for you, Alex? 
Well, there was a few new um, Supreme Championships this year, one being the Gribbon family supported four, five and six year old Supreme, which is a new um, initiative this year to promote young ponies in the show ring. And there was actually a thousand pounds presented to the winner. And this was an intermediate named Ladies Man who is owned by his breeder, Danny Radford. He's by the really successful stallion Tiger Attack and he's a six-year-old and he won this title with Poppy Carter and he's had a fabulous run this year he was champion at the Royal International um he was actually supreme at Equifest last year as a novice and he's a real real stunning horse who's you know still in those very early stages of his career and but that was a really nice watch you know watching those new faces come into the ring and yeah offer a glimpse of of what's to come Um, and there was also a new initiative named the Breeders Challenge which is run jointly by the BSPS and the National Pony Society and this was introduced um, as a way of encouraging riders and competitors to kind of consider a few the futures of these these ridden mares we have in the show ring um and you know what what they're going to do with them when they finished uh, their ridden careers which will hopefully be to breed and winner of this was um an intermediate named absolutely classic owned by karen scudamore and ridden by amelia lockhart and uh yeah she won the title uh, that was a really nice watch and then just from my personal perspective i was a real big fan of the overall heritage supreme working hunter champion this was a connemara named Hillview lad um, he's a 12 year old and he's actually home produced by his rider Stephen Kirby and he's owned by Stephen's mother Karen so that was a really nice watch and this was their biggest win of their career together and he, he was a really really nice boy and in the evening performance he really lit up and yeah owned the ring so they're probably my, my highlights. Mm, I know the native ponies are where your heart mm-hmm. is, Alex, and uh, <laughs> you're a recent convert to, to Connie's yourself, uh, I know, and, uh, and and now have one of your own. Yeah, as, uh, the Connie. Uh, yeah, as, uh, as, as is the horse that I ride and, and share with my mum, so we're both in the Connie camp. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there the were probably a good few spectators there over the, over, over the week as well. Is that right? And what was sort of the highlight for them, Alex? Yeah, I mean, there's something for everyone, really. And whatever you're kind of interested in, there's always something to watch, even if you're not, you know, taking a pony and you're just going to spectate. But probably the you know the biggest feast for the eyes was the um is the desert orchid working hunter competition which is a um it's a 20 fence course and it really really challenges these riders it's probably the biggest one on the circuit designed by the incredible builder graham barkley and um Alistair Hood, the legendary showman, he was judging it and he he really said it was a very, very clever track. It wasn't easy, but it was fair and, you know, there was very few clears across the course. And champion of this section was Lola Bass, uh, who's 15, on her her one four three centimeter winner Lanslow Melody Maker, who actually went through the card to take the Supreme Worker Championship at the end of the show, and yeah, that's really something to watch if you're ever there. It's it's really um it's it's a great viewing, and it's it's kind of known as the Hickstead Derby for ponies, um just because of all the challenges that's in there. You know, there's um some really big distances, and um yeah, loads of spooky challenges for everyone to tackle. But that's a real good watch. And Alex, I know that uh, we had Craig Eleanor and Sarah Parrott on the uh, podcast for an interview ahead of this show. And I think that this turned out to be a particularly special event from them. Is that right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Craig and Sarah shared some very exciting news on social media. They actually got engaged um, at the after show party held on the Saturday night, which was absolutely lovely. Um, And Craig and Sarah actually met uh, for the very first time at the BSPS Championships after show party 
in 2013 so this was really special and yeah it was uh it was lovely to chat to them last week and I spoke to Sarah recently and she said she had no idea that Craig was gonna you know get down on one knee but that was a lovely end to the show Ah, oh, yeah, well, definitely a super special show for them now. And Alex, I guess the eyes of the showing world sort of turned to hoys now, is that right? That's it. Um, yeah, I think people usually have a little break now. And then um, as we kind of move into September, everyone will be full steam ahead getting ready for hoys. And yeah, it's an um, exciting time. Mm, well, we'll definitely plan in some uh, podcast preview, review, interview and uh, and so on around Hoy's time and uh, get some more uh, some more there for our showing fans. Thank you very much for joining me today, Alex, to review that big show for us. No probs. Thank you. Well, thank you to Alex and Becky for joining me to chat about those two events from last weekend. By the time you listen to this, we'll of course be well into the thick of Burley, so do listen in to our daily podcasts from there, which will be released each evening, and we'll be back with a full review on next week's weekly podcast. Talk to you then. The Horse and Ham Podcast is a Media Cage production.